0: Lift up your Bibles and say, This is my Bible. If it is your say it well, say this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I believe what He says I am. I can do what He says I can do. I am not a hearer only, I am a doer of the Word. I am a doer of the Word. Wave your Bible and somebody shout a big amen glory be to jesus this is the month of the family wow this month somebody's family will experience a lift and a race are you in church this morning i said this month somebody's family will experience a lift and a race if you are the one clap and shout i am the one whatever have refused to work for the family this month i see it working for your good in jesus name but being a month of the family we will start by looking at issues of marriage or This month, we are going to focus on marriages. Is that okay? There was a census conducted in October 2012 by the U.S. Census Bureau. It was a state-sponsored survey that was conducted. Now, the census says that about 50% of marriages in the United States ended up in divorce. 50% of marriages ended up in divorce. You know, usually when we want to talk about survey and findings, Africa is not a very good place to use because here we don't conduct survey. Yeah, we are in. Why So, we are inside like that. <laughs> so, usually, we, we refer or we defer to the advanced countries for survey. And mostly, it might, even if it is not exactly the case, um, plus or minus, the margin of error may not be too wide. So, their census or their survey indicated that over 50% of marriages ended up in divorce. 41% of first marriages end up in divorce. And in fact, in Ghana, the rate of divorce is getting alarming. You know, what we do in Ghana is that anything, not just Ghana, but Africa, anything we copy from the West, we copy and overtake them. Yeah. And then 60% of second marriages end up in divorce. So when people usually say, when people usually say that um, this marriage is not helping me, I will divorce and I'll marry another one. The likelihood of second marriages failing is higher than the first marriage. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. And watch it. Most people who have married more than once end up divorcing again. And so, divorce is not a solution. 73% of third marriages end up in divorce. So, there's a point. 41% of first marriages end up in divorce. 60% of second marriages end up in divorce. 73% of third marriages end up in divorce. It's a serious thing, isn't it? And there are some of you here who are not married. But I want you to listen very, very carefully. Because whatever people's marriage or whatever your marriage will become is dependent on what you did or what you know before you got married. Not what you know when you got married. I hope you understand what I'm saying. So a lot of people have made mistakes. There's a gentleman who one day heard the presiding bishop talk on marriages. And he was talking to me and said that, Young guy, he was barely about 31, 32 years old and he has married in less than a year he divorced. And he was saying that if he knew or he had anything like this, his marriage wouldn't have ended up the way it ended up. And being a pastor for just a few years, I've seen so many marriages end up in divorce. I've seen people who before marriage were lobby lobby, you know. They love each other, smiling all over the place, happy with one another, sending text messages. When I don't hear your voice, I cannot sleep. When when you don't send me a message, I begin to have nightmares. You know, and then suddenly they marry, and some of them, after six months, they don't want to see each other. I've seen ma- people who marry, and after three months, they, 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 are, they are separated. That will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18. Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. The Bible says. And the Lord God said. It is not good that a man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. So this was God's original plan and design for marriage. That it is not good for a man to be alone. Therefore. God says, I will create for him a helper, a helpmate, not a subordinate. I will create for him a helper, somebody who will stand by him. So number one, the woman or the companion or marriage is supposed to provide, you know, companionship. Because it's not good for a man to be alone. And then number two, for somebody to complement the effort of the man or the woman. Is that okay? This morning, I'm going to focus on how to turn bad marriages around how to turn bad marriages around and so like i said if you are not married please pay rapt attention i've noticed something with people who are not married recently i've been talking to a lot of people who are planning to get married and when they come one of the questions i ask them is why do you want to marry why do you want to marry and a lot of them give you very, very funny funny things. They say a lot of very interesting things. Because I love him. Love is good, but love alone is not the reason why you should marry. <laughs> and when, usually when people say, I love him, all they mean is that my body is shaking when I see him or her. Is it true of us? Uh, young people, is it true? Uh, mostly when people say, especially with the men, when a man tells a woman that I love you, He means that I want us to have sex. Yeah. When a woman usually says that I love you, she means that I want you to be there for me. She's not thinking of sex. But women, that is the truth. Because for men, our expression of love is to end up having sex. To a woman, it doesn't mean all men are the same and all women are the same. though. But that is a generally accepted notion. Which is largely true. But to a woman, when they say, I love you, they are talking about care, companionship, and things like that. So when a man, you know, says, I love you, and they demonstrate it on the bed, for a woman, that is not the love she's looking for. You, you don't care for me. You are not giving me attention. I, I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Now, I'm going to give you some few signs that show that you are. Probably in a bad marriage or few signs of a bad marriage. And then we will look at how to turn it around if time will permit. If time does not permit, I will do that in the second service. Amen. But please take it very, very seriously. Especially if you are married, don't sit down here and be defensive this morning. Don't be defensive. I've seen people who are married and when there are challenges in the marriage, every narration they give indicates that it is the fault of the woman. If it is a woman to tell in a story, everything shows that it is a fault of the man. Huh? But you need to listen well. So, signs of a bad marriage. Number one, a marriage that does not bring joy is a bad one. Number two, a marriage without fulfillment. A bad marriage is a marriage without fulfillment. Number three, a bad marriage is a marriage with quarrels most of the time. Yeah. A bad marriage is a marriage with is, is a marriage with, with quarrels most of the time. Always quarreling in the marriage. Number four. A bad marriage is a marriage of constant abuse. Constant abuse. And when I talk about abuse, it could be emotional abuse. What is emotional abuse? It includes silent war. Ah? Huh? You know silent war. Ladies, do you know silent war? Yeah. <laughs> they are more guilty of that. But there can be physical abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, where you insult your partner. Sometimes you don't necessarily need to insult, as in Kwasia or Abuwa, but you insult using words that put the person down. Number what? Number five. A bad marriage is when your partner can't handle stress and takes all the stress or all her stress on you. A bad marriage is when your partner cannot handle stress. And he or she takes out all the stress on you. Number six. A bad marriage is a marriage where you are always settling problems or disputes. Every day there is a problem. When the woman says, Kofi, I want us to talk, then you know, Asamaba. When the man says, AC, we need to talk, it means that there is a problem. When you see somebody, you see your pastor's call and you know, ah, there's a problem. When you're anti-cause, you know there's a problem. That is a bad marriage. A bad marriage is a marriage where you are always settling problems, always settling disputes. There is one problem or the other every day. Number seven. A bad marriage is a marriage where you are constantly dehumanized and Statements made always make you feel devalued and impotent. Alright? A bad marriage is a marriage where you are constantly dehumanized. Mm? That is a sign of a bad marriage. You are dehumanized. You, you feel worthless. You feel so unimportant. You feel so devalued. You feel so useless. That is a sign of a bad marriage. Number seven, eight, okay. A bad marriage is a marriage where you don't see any success in sight. You don't see that things are going to get better anytime soon. That is a sign of a bad marriage. You are just, you are just existing. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. Tomorrow may never... Because you don't see anything happening anytime soon. That is a sign of a bad marriage. Number nine, a bad marriage is where you are just putting up with it. You are just tolerating. And I hear people say, "It is because of the children I'm still around." Is it true? Is it true? <laughs> that is a sign of a bad marriage, where you are just putting up with it. I are just saying, "Oh, listen, I'm just in because of the children." And let me let, let me let me let me just digress a little and say something, especially men when you constantly make your partner feel that they are just here because of their children, when the children grow up and they leave, you become very miserable one day. I've seen men, in fact, recently there was a case we were handling where a man, he has children, he has children, but he fell sick and was sent to the village and none of his children Wanted to have anything to do with the man. Even when he died, his children said they won't attend his funeral because he constantly abused everybody around. Recently, I had to go and settle a marriage case. The person is not in this church. All I'm talking, they are not in this church. I had to go and settle a marriage case. Where the man? When I went to the house to settle the case, listen carefully. The man had a gun beside him, yeah, he had a pistol beside him <laughs> he said, hey. Yeah. fireman yeah he had a gun so when I got there I said, "Ma, put that in somewhere uh, me, they be allow me to throw a damn on it a woman <laughs> put, put that in somewhere uh, you know but can you imagine and I was asking one of the children, your father says you don't greet him he said he said, Bishop, it is impossible to greet that man. He said, when you go to the house, depending on his mood, when you greet him and he's in a good mood, he will nod with his head. If he's in a bad mood, he will look at you. And the way he will look at you, you will know that. Double up. Double up your steps. That is a bad marriage. If somebody understand what I'm talking about. And there are some of us, and there are some of you here, You probably have seen an example of bad marriages growing up. But let me tell you, with God, there can always be a turnaround. And for you young ones here, the fact that your parents' marriage is a sign of a bad marriage does not mean that your marriage too will become a bad one. With God on your side, with the example of our presiding bishop, and at least the small example of your pastor here, your marriage must be a better one. Amen? Number what? Number 10. A bad marriage is a marriage where there is trouble with your in-laws. In-law troubles. Number 11. A bad marriage is a marriage where you are afraid of sex or you avoid sex entirely. Now, note that I'm talking about marriage. I'm not talking about relationship. If you're in a relationship you are afraid of sex, it must be the fear of God. If you are not married, no sex. Look at somebody sitting next to you and tell the person, if you are not married, look, if the person is not looking at you, it means that the person is a suspect. Look at the person, look into their face, and tell the person, if you are not married, no sex. Yeah. And ask the person for me. If they are not married, what have you been using your sex organ to do? What have you been using it for? Huh? (laughs) What did they say? Kingsley, what did did he say? For you? (laughs) Yeah. So if you are in a relationship, you know, social media seem to be changing the trend of many things. You know, nowadays there's a lot of strange things happening on social media. There is one gospel musician and that gospel musician, you see, God knows who. I remember one day I went to have a program with one of our churches somewhere and they told me that they were inviting that musician to come and sing. For some reason, I told them, don't bring that guy here. I said, if you bring that guy here, I won't preach. I don't want that guy in this church. I didn't know what I, why I was saying that. But my spirit have never clicked with the guy. Recently on social media it's everywhere saying that and this is a gospel, it's a gospel person saying that as for the thing we preach that if until you marry don't have sex. He doesn't agree. A Christian. And so don't follow all those nonsense. That eh, what if you marry, and then when you marry, the thing is not the way you were expecting it. Are you normal? How should it be? Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, I'm talking about married people. And a bad marriage is a marriage where you are afraid of sex, or you avoid sex entirely. Amen? And then number... Number... Number 12, a bad marriage is a marriage where you have to keep secrets, where you are always keeping secrets. You can't be transparent. You can't be transparent. And there are people hiding things. There are people hiding things. People hiding things from their marriage partners. That is a sign of a bad marriage. And one day it will explode in your face. Amen? If you are in a good marriage, you don't hide things. Don't hide things. Tell somebody, don't hide. Yeah. Number 13. A bad marriage is a marriage where you are always under suspicion. They are always being suspected. They are always being suspected. You always feel suspected. And you yourself too. You are always suspecting your partner. That is a sign of a bad marriage. And you too, if you don't want to be suspected, play your cards well. Somebody say, Amen. Yeah. If you don't want to be suspected, do your things well. Somebody say, do your things well. Yeah. If you chat with somebody, then you delete. You chat, then you delete. You, you are a suspect. Hello? Why are you looking at me like that? Did I say anything wrong? Why? Am I am I dialing your number? you said, you need space on your phone. He's a suspect. I mean, that's true. Sometimes, sometimes you need space, but you know, when it is always a particular place that you only need space, your space is a real space. Are You understand what I'm talking about? There's this video I saw recently of this guy who was in a bathroom. I think you were the one who showed it to me. Uh, yeah. He was in the bathroom and then his full rank and then he came out. Speed! Then he slipped and fell. <laughs> he was obviously up to something. A bad marriage, number 14, is a marriage where you resent each other. Resentment is bitterness. is rage, anger. A bad marriage is a marriage where you resent each other. When you see each other, you are fuming with anger. You are fuming. You are angry. That is a sign of a bad marriage. A bad marriage is when everything you do Results in a bad or a negative comment. Everything you do. Results in a bad or a negative comment. That is a sign of a bad marriage. Number 15. And maybe the last one. A bad marriage. Is when you always. Find out. A bad marriage is when you have to always find out. Who caused what. Mm-hmm. A bad marriage, that is to say is it's a kind of marriage that you are always looking for who to blame, who caused what. It is not a marriage where issues are solved, problems are discussed, but always. It's because you did this. It's because you did this, and then you did that. It's because you did this. That is a stressful and a bad marriage. Listen, one of the reasons why we must be interested in turning marriages around for good. And let me say three things quickly. Number one is because bad marriages can kill you. Bad marriages can kill you before your time. There are a lot of people, you have killed yourself so many times. They have said, mi- 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 ka me Some of you, have, have you heard your parents say such a thing before? Yeah. And it can kill you before your time. I believe strongly that if my mother's marriage was good, she probably would have been alive. My mother had a very bad marriage. (laughs) Yeah. And most part of the time I saw my mother, she was a very bitter woman. Very, very bitter woman. Very bitter. Bad marriages can kill you. And listen, once you enter into or Once you are involved in a bad marriage, if you don't find a solution... Gradually you become very bitter. And you become bitter with everybody. And you become bitter with everything in life. When you meet people who have a bad marriage. They don't only treat their husbands or their wives bad. They take it out on everybody. So sometimes when you come to church. And people are angry all over the place. Please sometimes be patient with them. Can I hear somebody say amen? Yeah, because Sunday morning. Somebody had been insulted before they came to church. Two of us. Yeah. There's this pastor who was going to preach one day, and the wife was fighting him, fighting him, fighting from dawn. So the pastor finally got to church. He was coming to preach. He was so confused. He said, Turn your Bible to the book of the book <laughs> 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 Uh, but bad marriages can kill you bad marriages can make you develop sicknesses you never had it can give you blood pressure bad marriages can make you look older than your age uh, is it true that is why we are going to turn it around in the name of Jesus Christ come on I thought you said a better amen somebody say it is turning around amen Another reason why you need to you must be interested in turning bad marriages around is for the sake of the next generation. Any battle you fail to win, your children will come and fight the same battle. Any battles you fail to win, your children must live to fight the same battles. So if your children are going to fight the same battles, if they are not going to fight the same battles, then you must be interested in winning the battle. You must be interested If everybody in your family divorced and you also divorce, what will happen is that you have left a battle for your children to fight. But if you decide that you are going to break that jinx jinx, and make sure that the divorce stops with you, I am not divorcing. I'm going to make it work. Your children have seen a, a, a sign that marriages must not be divorced and so whether they like it or not, your children must continue in the same vein. Amen. May that be your story in the name of Jesus. Are you still with me this morning? All right. So, these are things that you must note and be interested in making sure that you turn bad marriages around. And I said I was going to give you three things. The last one. Bad marriages can take you to hell. Huh? A bad marriage can take you to hell. Because there are people who have become bad people. Not because you are a bad person. But because of the kind of husband or wife. Or because of the kind of marriage. You are, and what you are going through. So you become a bad person. Bitterness can take you to hell. So if a bad marriage will make you develop bitterness. You will go to hell. Are you understanding what I am talking about? If bad marriages, some, you know, sometimes you see people, you know, and that, that's, that's people who go to the extreme and they become so obsessed and they become so demonized and some of them will pour acid on people. Some of them will, will cut off ears, cut off heads and things like that. These are signs of bad marriage and it will eventually lead you to hell. Can I hear somebody say, amen? Are we together? Are you learning something? So, what are the causes of bad marriage? All right. Number one is bad foundation. Number one is bad foundation. Everybody say bad foundation. Psalm 11, verse 3. Psalm 11, verse 3. It says. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? When we talk about a foundation, we are talking about the lowest load bearing, the lowest, lo- um, the lowest load bearing parts of a building. So this building, the lowest part that carries the load is called a foundation. That's why you take, you put the concrete and the iron rods and all of that, before you put the building on. That's called a foundation. Women, when a woman is describing, when a man says foundation, he's talking about the building. When a woman is talking about foundation, they are talking about makeup. <laughs> uh, those of you who do makeup, do you have? did you do your foundation this morning? Yeah, uh, They do foundation. Uh, Before they put uh, something on it. Somebody is asking me. How did you know this? Foundation. There is something in my room. (laughs) Also a foundation is an underlining basis or principle for something. And I'm more interested in this one. Foundations are the underlining basis or principle for something. So, the foundation of our faith, that is the principle or the underlining basis of our faith. The foundation of marriage, we are talking about the underlining principle of marriage. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 24 and 25. So we are going to go to the foundation quickly. The Bible says, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. So this is the foundation. So quickly, let's go through it now. Number one, the Bible talks about leave. Therefore, a man shall leave. So he's talking about leave. The Hebrew meaning is to relinquish or refuse. So when a marriage is going to be a good one, the foundation must be that the man must relinquish or refuse his background in order to make a team with his wife. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. You cannot have a successful marriage. You cannot have a good marriage if you still have strings. When I say strings, I mean you are here, but there is something holding your waist to another place. And in this case, there are people who still sometimes are married and are not connected only to their families, but are connected to an old boyfriend. You still have strings to that boy. You still have strings to that girl. It's not going to work. You are building on the wrong foundation. Am I talking to somebody? No, don't don't sound like that. Though. Am I am I am I talking to somebody here? Number two, it also means this. This gives a couple independence to start life. So once you leave, you must have your independence to start your life afresh. Hmm recognize your mates is not your parents so in between I'm still talking about how to turn the bad marriages around you must understand that your husband or your wife is not your parents huh? it's not your parent, neither is he your child so when you marry a woman you didn't the woman is not your child yes you may be 10 years older than her but she's not your she's not your daughter Hello and this thing where you know people come and they scream and they shout and Hey you sit down here Hey get, get. Hey get up <laughs> Are you a tyrant? You'll be doing hey, 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 hey when you grow. You'll be there alone. Mama Vivi was telling us a story of this man who, old soldier, and the man was, kai, 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 kai. even food When the wife, you know, the food is in the fridge, we we'll warm it, you know. The man said, no, 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 he doesn't like it. That was the first time I heard the, the term fire to table. <laughs> the man said, no, 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 he can't eat food that, that has been frozen. He wants his food fire to table. <laughs> I mean, whatever that means, it's strange. You know? <laughs> the food must be must be fresh. Fire! Someone is a fire to table. Today, from today, you must give me fire to table. If not, I will eat. <laughs> fire to table. And if the woman refuses to give fire to table, or if the man eats, and he realizes that ah, apparently the food was with. The slabs a woman would take. eh? Why did you give me frozen food? I want fire to table. And later on, this man had stroke. And then I say "Uh (laughs) later on, this man had stroke. And then when he had stroke, a Yamobo. Somebody say Yamobo, eh? This woman will come. And then the woman will just put the thing in front of the man. You can't even talk. You can't even. Now you can't slap. Yeah. And the children want to remind the man. And they had to plead with the woman that don't pay evil with evil. They had to plead with the woman. But the woman said, what this man have done to me, I'm, sh- I'm going to, I will show him. So please, treat one another well. Can I hear somebody say "Amen"? If your wife here too treat your husband well, some of you women, you think your husbands are your children. They are not your sons. Look, some women get pepper mafu. Do you know pepper marfo? nabu ifaka kla God yes and come and formuchi eba chicho asemba ku fi wonu ba kan 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 why you speak one word here we have to call Zoom lion ah. are you a, are you a man you look at you you call yourself a man don't forget that in doing these things, you, you see, you can't plant cassava and reap garden eggs. Are you understand what I'm saying? And some of you, your husbands or your wife may not be in this church and you are hearing this message and you are thinking, oh, he should have been here to listen. It's good. If he can, bring him to listen. But assuming he never hears this message, you treat him well. Sow a good seed. You may not know, you will reap it one day, or your children may reap it one day. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? It is always better to get your own place. For those of you who are going to marry, to get your own place to live than to live with your parents. And if you are married already, I encourage people: don't be married and still be living in a family house, even if it's a single room. Move in there and live in. Amen. Yeah. Rome was not built in a day. And those of you who want to marry, remember, I hope when you do the counseling, you, you you ask them if they have a place to go and stay. Yeah. If you want to marry, you must have a room, and you must have a bed. Ah. Huh? Say amen. Yeah. Don't just say, oh, I love her. I love her. You love her, so you don't have a bed. What's the meaning of that? You don't have a room. Then when we think, you quote the scripture, Jesus said, birds have nests, foxes have hosts, but the son of man have nowhere to lay his head. Are you Jesus? Get a room. Somebody say, get a room. Yeah. When you marry, you can accept gifts and help from your parents. But you can't depend on them. That is why everybody here intending to marry must work. People may give you gifts. Your parents, people may help you. You know, Once i while, give you gifts. But you can't be dependent on gifts. You can't be dependent on brother God bless you. You know brother God bless you. (laughs) You can't be dependent on that. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 22 says a good man leaveth an inheritance for his children's children. Alright. It, it also means that relatives cannot interfere with marriage. There are people when you have a problem everybody in the family knows that you have a problem in your marriage. You can't be you, such a marriage is, 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 is planned for doom. It's not going to get anywhere. Are you understand what I'm saying? Please, are you with me? Yeah. You can turn your marriage around. I said you can turn it around. In the book of Genesis where we read, it says that and God created a man for the woman. It indicates that one man, one wife. Everybody say one man, one wife. So if you don't say it well, I suspect you. Say one man, one wife. Say it again. Say one man, one woman. Yeah. And say one wife, one man. Mm-hmm. Now, at first, when you hear adultery, it is usually the man who has gone outside to do things. But nowadays, oh my God, what a man can do a woman can do better <laughs> so at first when we are teaching on adultery we have to be focusing on the men, men be faithful men be faithful, but nowadays when you are teaching on adultery you have to also t- <laughs> you have to also tell the women that women be faithful hmm? isn't it true yeah. But and when we say one man, one wife we don't mean John and Jonas huh? we mean a man and woman yeah. You know there, some people say, oh, but even in the Bible, there are polygamous relationships. People are polygamous. Let me quickly take you through some things on polygamy. Quickly, let's see some some examples of polygamy in the Bible. And you see the challenges they had. The first one is Genesis four nineteen, about a man by name Lamech. Genesis four nineteen. He ended up as a murderer. Hmm? The second one was the man Jacob. You know, Jacob never planned to marry two women. Are you aware? It was circumstances that forced him to marry two. And with him. Also, you know what happened. At the end of the day, there was strife among his children. Ended up, Joseph was sold. It was as a result of, what? Polygamy. So, when when you have a polygamous home, and you are giving birth, and Men who can't stay at one place. You, when they transfer you to Koforidua, you go and urinate there. Then they transfer you to Ho, you, you do some there. Then they, tra- they transfer you to the north, you go and do some there. You are creating a problem. Uh, when they transfer you, z- keep your zip up and lock it with a padlock and give the key to your wife. Yeah, man, I'm expecting you to say, man, why have you bowed down your head? <laughs> yeah, uh, Zip up put a the padlock there and give the key to who? Yeah, they give your key to your wife. They tell your wife, when I come back, <laughs> but Joseph was sold simply because if you look at the division among Joseph's family, Joseph and his brother were on one side and the others were on the other side. It is always a problem. And then you see the man, Elkanah, First Samuel chapter 1, Hannah's husband. You know what happened in his home? The the, the the rival, Penina, was always taunting the man. Was always taunting Hannah. That uh, you don't have a child. You don't have a child. That was an, That's an example of polygamy. And then in Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 17. Let's read the scripture. This why we must read it. Deuteronomy 17, 17. God says it explicitly. This is God's design of how marriage should be. He says, neither shall he multiply wives for himself. Period lest his heart be turned away. So those who are saying that in the Old Testament, you know, the, they have not seen the scripture. Anybody who tells you that in the Old Testament people, they used to marry plenty, tell them that they married plenty does not mean that was God's plan. This is God's plan. God's plan is that don't multiply wives as they will turn your heart away. Either they turn your heart away from some of your children or they turn your heart away from some, something very important or turn your heart away from God. So this is God's original Plan. Some people say, but David was God was a man after God's own heart, and yet he married plenty listen. The story of David was a dirty one. Because of polygamy, David's own children were having incests. Brother would sleep with stepsister. Then one would murder another. Huh? Yes. It, it was Absalom who murdered Ammon because Amnon had raped Tamar. Uh, that's, that's a family, and then when they finish, David's own throne. Absalom wanted to take his own throne from him, and then another one, um, Absalom who slept with all of his father's girlfriends, his concubines, and wives. He had sex with all of them. Why do you bring this on yourself? Stay with your wife, stay with your husband, amen. Solomon, he said, oh, but Solomon too. He, he outmarried everybody in the Bible. But listen, the story of Solomon was a very dangerous one. He ended up, a, a whole kingdom was bequeathed to him. But by the time Solomon was living, God was so displeased with Solomon. Because he committed abomination. Solomon, when he started his life, according to 1 Kings chapter 3, the Bible says, and Solomon loved the Lord. By the time he was leaving the throne, women have turned his heart away from God. He started out as a lover of God. He ended up as a lover of the world and an enemy of God. So polygamy is not an, it's not an option. It's somebody with me. And the Bible says that they will cleave. They will cleave. This means to follow hard after. Marriage is a gluing together of emotions and souls so if you are going to have a good marriage if you are going to turn your marriage around if you are in a bad marriage and you want to turn it around understand that you are supposed to follow after the follow after means to chase after hey so my sister my brother that spouse of yours is making the marriage very hard but still follow after i said do what you have decided probably you will never cook for him again Oh no, that's not a solution to it. When you go back home today, go and buy um, snails. And then buy dry fish. And then buy willy. And then buy cow tail. And then do contemporary soup. And add small granite to it. And then serve it on the table for him. And then, oh. (laughs) Is somebody understanding what I'm talking about? The Bible says. All right. Let me end it here. I'll continue in the second service. But I want to just let us understand. That it is very possible. More than possible. To turn bad marriages around. I've told you. That the solution to a bad marriage. Is not divorce. It can never be. Somebody say amen. Lift up your hand and say. I will never divorce. Say it louder. Say I will never divorce. Are you saying it well? Say it again. Say, I will never divorce. And those of you who are yet to marry, listen and listen carefully. When you marry, it is till death do you part. So before you marry, watch carefully. Observe carefully. Never marry with your emotions. Huh? Never marry because of what you see. What you see. oh the lady is fair. Or oh, the guy is dark. He has a broad chest. Those things, you don't marry with those things. Sorry? Yeah, it doesn't... Yes, 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 yes. It doesn't pay with us. No, it doesn't. Don't, don't, don't marry with those things. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. If you are going to marry make sure that you go in because you have considered carefully you have thought deep enough because you see all the physical things they are subject to change it's so strange when you take my picture some few years ago I used to do a little lifting so I had a lot of muscles and all that and I have six pack I still have it though but I think they are now becoming three Three packs. Yeah. Three big packs, you know. But, but does disappeared. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can't, don't last after those things. Amen? Yeah. Don't, don't there are people who married people and there's this guy who was in Jogulu. Very, very huge, stout guy. And, I mean, you like him. And he had um, Diabetes. So one time his leg was amputated. So he now has one leg. Later on he died. The depression, he couldn't stand it so he died. But if you marry this guy because of just a physique once the leg is gone what, what else is left? I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Let us focus on the Christ in people. Marry a godly person. Somebody who fears God when everything leaves the fear of God will still be your guide and your light, amen. You're going to marry somebody you can already see today, you are not married to the person and you, you, can't, you can't see the person well. So, I see if the person has other girlfriends, has other boyfriends, and you are still chasing him, you are a fool. Yeah, you are fool. Yeah, just just leave him. Are you understand what I'm saying? You yeah. say, so, Bishop, we've gone very far. What does it mean why you've gone far? Hmm? It is better to break a relationship and break even an engagement than to break marriage. Amen. for those of us who are married let it be that the marriage will work because of you and if the marriage did not work let it not be because of you did you understand what I'm saying let it not be because of you you cannot be responsible for another person's behavior and don't ever think that you must change your partner, they will not change some things don't change Are you understand what I'm saying if you marry a partner who snores on um, bed, please, it's your gift. Yeah. But God help us. May our marriages work out well. May we have strong families in this church. May every difficult marriage be turned around for good in the name of Jesus. May the examples of bad marriages you have experienced, may there be a turnaround in the name of Jesus Christ. And may God give us victory on every side. In Jesus' name. Amen. Mother, ahead with me, let's pray. If you are here this morning and your sins are not forgiven you, it's already going to be very difficult for you to have any meaningful marriage. Because it is only when Christ is at the center of it that you can be sure that you will land safely. This morning, if you are here and you want your sins to be forgiven. You are not even sure that you are a child of God. You are not sure that you have a place with God in eternity. If you are like that, please lift up one hand. I want to pray with you wherever you are seated. You want your sins forgiven. If you are here like that, please lift up one hand. And I'll pray with you wherever you are seated. Church, everybody lift up your hand with me and pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus i am a sinner i cannot save myself forgive me all my sins wash me with your blood come into my life and make me a testimony in jesus name amen put your hand on your chest father thank you for this one establish him in your kingdom in jesus name touch him lord in jesus name amen